was like, this is incredible. And I actually cried in the middle of this, this forest because um, it was just like a mixture of upset, grief, joy, excitement, hope, optimism. So I was just like, wow, this is, this is incredible. And it's only because I went for a trail run. So I was like, I need to share this feeling with other people. So I text some friends and I was like, oh, I feel so amazing. I've been really stressed out. I went for a trail run. It was amazing. I want to take you all out on a trail run. And they were like, no, <laughs> I was just like, okay, um, damn. But, you know, eventually we managed to get a small group together to come out on trail run. So I came into London and we went to Epping Forest. And that was the birth of Ultra Black. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? Welcome back to Running Long, the podcast brought to you by Vertran. How's your training? How's running? I hope you enjoyed some great long runs. Maybe while listening to our recent episode of our show, we've had some great guests over the past month and a few great conversations. Please let me know what you think. And if you have any feedback, of course, it's totally appreciated. And please feel free to rate our show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, share our episode and tag me and Bert Run on social media. This will help other runners find our project and hopefully enjoy it. Of course, my main goal is to bring some knowledge, information and inspiration to the trail running community and continue to grow it, um, attracting more people to our awesome sport and creating value around its best athletes and key members of our community. For those who don't know me, my name is Francesco and I'm your host. And today we have a very special guest here in the pod. Please welcome Dora Atim, a Nike running coach, the founder of Ultra Black Running. And she just finished the speed project just a couple of weeks ago. The speed project is a relay race from Los Angeles to Las Vegas, which we'll talk about here in a second. So please welcome Dora. Awesome. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a, it's a real pleasure. How are you doing? Yes, doing well. All recovered from the speed project. And you know what? I'm very excited to get running again, but I'm also like, take some time off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, I would like to start from the very end. So you've just finished the speed project, which is a 340 mile relay race from the Santa Monica up here in LA to Las Vegas across the desert with the team long distance. So if you wanna just cover and tell our, our listeners what the speed project is and what was this experience like for you? Yeah, so obviously, yeah, so the Speed Project is a 340 mile relay race from LA to Vegas, which sounds crazy and it absolutely is. Um, <laughs> and this was actually my third time doing it. Wow. So I've done it in 2017 and 2018 and then retired from the desert and then came out of retirement this year to join Long Distance, which is actually. Um, a platform that a friend of mine created celebrating you know runners all around the world and telling stories and 
I had a feature in the magazine in during 2020 when obviously the whole world was on lockdown and just connecting all the runners around the world basically and I think I thought that you know being a part of the team to do speed project would be beautiful because the runners were literally from all over the world like we had New York LA uh, Amsterdam London so um, yeah it was quite a unique team and an incredible team um, and some of us it was the first time we were even meeting so it was you know it's a bit of a risk because you're like I don't know how I'm gonna get along with people that I've not met in an RV um, in the heat and in the desert so but it was to this date the best experience from the three times I've now done it is that was the best one um yeah I also felt like I pushed myself a lot as well so I felt like a you know strong athlete out there so yeah yeah super cool uh of course guys please check out the long distance Instagram account it's a I think it's a magazine also right yes so it's long distance yeah. world um some and, yeah like really beautiful pictures beautiful content around athletes uh go check it out i'll put it in the show notes for sure and how how many people were in the team so there was eight of us okay um, i feel like it's a great number for tsp so if anyone's thinking about doing this project for the first time eight is a good number um in order like like miles and all that kind of stuff so yeah eight of us is there a limit as far as how many people can be in a team as far as i'm aware there is no limit but i think teams normally range around six to ten people mm -hmm. um you want it to also be a challenge at the same time right um yeah and also if you're in an rv you're kind of limited to the amount of people you can have in the rv as well so yeah so so you had an rv as like a support Yeah, so we had an RV as like your chill out spot. And then we also had like an SUV, like a car um, mm -hmm. that transported the runners that were basically doing the run. So we had eight runners. We split it into two teams, team A, team B. Um, team A will do the first few segments for a couple of hours whilst team B are resting. And then we switch over every couple of hours, um, which gave it kind of like good balance so we can actually try and get some recovery in. Um, Yeah, and how long did it take you to complete the whole course? So it took us 44 hours yeah. and something seconds, the seconds. Um, which is, yeah, I was really, really proud of that. You know, we had the aim of, I think it was sub 48 hours. So yeah, mm -hmm. 44, great. We wanted to get in like Sunday midnight and we got in quarter past midnight. So yeah, massive achievement for us all. Um, yeah, it's such, it's such a good vibe, especially because we all go in like, yeah, we're going to take it easy. We're going to have fun. <laughs> and then we get to like 80 miles to Vegas and everybody now starts racing. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was electric. It, the vibe was just so crazy. It's so good. Yeah, that's the, like, it really sounds like that. I've never run TSP, but uh, I've been following it on social media and it looked so electric and just vibrant as an experience. Also, there are really beautiful pictures and videos uh, on the Instagram account of the Speed Project. We're also really good photographers, which is one of the reasons why the event is like beautifully covered. So that's pretty awesome and how did you handle the basically all the the legs of the relay like how many miles did you run it for each leg 
So we had like a whole spreadsheet and it had like all the segments, uh, all the mileage, but also things can change. You know, someone might mm-hmm. get injured or someone might not be ready to run or too tired. Um, thankfully, we kind of stuck to the plan. So each leg was around a mile, two miles each. And you just keep going. So it was like I done two miles and rest for about 40 minutes and then you're back out again. It's another two miles. And that actually really worked so well. Um, there were some segments that I had to do like four miles or a bit more just because obviously the nature of the segment. Um, so, for example, there was a trail segment that was like very trail, very sandy. So no cars could go. So you just have to do that segment um, yeah. all at once. So very, very, very challenging, very challenging, very hot, very you know the trails are very you know it gave you everything um so also a really good experience so those ones are the really challenging ones and then when it got obviously really really hot we decided okay should we do 800 meters should we do a mile so that's what we've done so we've done like 1k on 1k off and then it was like okay let's do a mile let's push ourselves a bit and then if we saw like a downhill we're like okay let's push it to 1.5 mile and then if we felt good we were like, okay, let's push it to two miles. Um, yeah. So it was, very much, it was very much like listen to your body um, and also an element of push yourself as well because there was a lot of, actually, I have some more in me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep going. I have more. Um, so that was really an exciting experience because, you know, as, as an athlete, you kind of just, oh, I've got nothing in me or oh, I'm too tired. You finish a leg and you feel absolutely defeated. And I'm just thinking to myself, I don't know how I'm going to actually run another kilometre and I have (laughs) legs to go. Um, But then you get out, your teammate comes in, your teammate, you know, gives you a fist bump and you're off again. And then when you get going, you're like, this is really bloody hard. But you just keep going because, you know, we all have the same aim in mind is to get to Vegas. Um, Also, you know, the views, it's like nothing you get to experience just like that. Yeah. Absolutely crazy and beautiful. Um, yeah, so it's like both a bit a bit scientific because like you have the spreadsheet, you have all everything kind of planned, but then there is like this kind of unpredictable uh, conditions and like you just try to listen to how you're feeling. And I think it's like probably unlike any other race because I, I'm trying to think any race that you do like a mile or two mile and then you rest for as long as 40 to 40 minutes to an hour and then you repeat that over and over and you keep going like that for basically almost two days which is pretty crazy so (laughs) yeah at the end I I bet it gets super super hard and uh, let's talk a little bit about the course because I don't think the course is marked right like every team gets to choose its own route, right? Yeah. So it's your own route. We do have a, we had like two different maps. So one was like the OG map, um, which is a full 340-ish miles. And then there was a updated map, which had a shortcut and it takes away about 30, 40 miles. It took away. Um, So obviously everyone's like, we're doing the shortcut. But I think the shortcut was obviously the hardest because we went through like this really really interesting segment called power lines or something like that 
and it broke everybody. Um, I, thankfully, I didn't have to run any of that. Um, but judging from like everyone's Instagrams and the teams, and when I was following it, it broke a lot of people. But um, yeah, so it's two maps or just find your own way there. Just make sure you don't run on the highway because it's illegal. Um, but I think everyone kind of followed similar routes because we saw loads of teams. Um, but yes, and the course is not marked at all. So you literally have to rely on the crew um, who are there. To, so the crew are there to support you throughout the race. And that's driving, making sure you're eating, drinking, sleeping, and also navigating. Um, and that's also another really important part of the speed project. We always talk about the runner and the photographer, but the crew mm-hmm. are literally the glue that holds everything together because you're not you're not of sound mind when you're like running through the desert you can't think for yourself um and they just really really glue things together and make it really that memorable experience and yeah it opens my eyes to sort of like ultra racing because you have like crew there and stuff like that and and yeah it's it's an incredible part of the speed project sick super nice and let's talk a little bit about the party after the race, <laughs> because I saw a few of your Instagram stories. That's that was also pretty sick. Yeah, uh, you know that's <laughs> that's why we all do it. We all do it for the full party. Um, so when you finish at Vegas, you take a picture of the Vegas sign. You pop the champagne. Depending on the time that you get in, you rest, and then you get to the party. Um, for us, we had until obviously the morning to go to the pool party it started like midday so I think most people if you come in during the night you have time to sort of like get yourself together um and the pool party this year was at the win and it was incredible like I mean the pool party always is but I think the last two times that I've done it I've just had no energy to even party so yeah. it's like I went for a short time collect my medal and then go and sleep but this year you know I got to party for ages uh see all the other runners and we all talk we're all talking about the speed project we're like can't believe what we've just done um and now we're here partying um and also it's a moment of reflection you know if you think about the last two years we've had the whole pandemic we've not been able to do things like this you know so it's also you know reflecting on that and just being like wow we, we actually are celebrating with runners across the world at a pool party in Vegas because we ran here from LA Um, and yeah it just felt so nice so uplifting I was like I could definitely do all over again not so soon but you know um, and you collect your medal which is actually it's actually a poker chip which also makes makes the whole experience even more more special but yeah the party was such a good vibe super and I think you used the right words because to me, like looking at the pictures and videos and everything, it looks like a real celebration of what running is and the camaraderie, the the, the amazing community that is around running, ultra running, road running, trail running, whatever it is. And that's really stands out from uh, from everything I saw about the speed project. That's the cool part about it that I got. Awesome. Thank you for uh, talking about that. And uh, one last curiosity that I have, um, how do you sign up? Like, is it open to anyone that wants to set up a team? 
yeah, so it, it is open to, uh, to anyone to join. Um, it's like an online registration type thing. And I think the link normally, I don't even know how I've ever signed up. I just know the link just gets dropped somehow. And then mm-hmm. people are like, sign up for the Sweet Project, sign up for the Sweet Project. Because I think there is a cap, I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, it's just like an online registration. Obviously, before that, you talk to people that you want to sort of join for a team. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a mass WhatsApp group as well. And, you know, sometimes what I saw was like, oh, we're looking for a, a female runner. We're looking for a male runner. Uh, so on and so forth so there are ways to get on a team I know some brands put teams together as well yeah so it's, it's worth like you know just I saw lo- loads of brands came out to to I think there was like a ultra on running and then yeah. a few Lululemon. others there's like Lululemon yeah it was yeah there's quite a few brands um who put teams together and it was yeah so that's also a route if someone wanted to go down um but that's yeah, typically how you normally sign up and then you will get added to this WhatsApp group and you can, you know, communicate through there, um, which is, yeah, cool. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Let's come back to you now. Uh, we actually never met, but we got to know each other physically. I think it was at the end of 2020 because we were doing a Nike shooting uh, for trail running with a really cool concept behind because it was like trail to the people, uh, which is making trail running accessible to anyone, regardless, you know, where you live, where you come from, what your background is, if you're black, if you're white, or regardless the color of your skin. Uh, So we met through that project basically, Um, at least virtually because it was not possible due to the pandemic. We know that you work at Nike, which we'll talk about here in a second. But first, we want to know a little bit about you. So who are you? How did you sort of get into the sport of running? Uh, Where do you live? Just something about you. Yeah, so I'm Dora, those that don't know. Um, (laughs) I got into running around 2012 12 11 12 um it was through boxing I was boxing at the time and I feel like I told the story so many times I was boxing at the time and my coach was like you know you should start running to get better at boxing and I was just sort of like the idea of running was just like I don't want to do that that's super boring (laughs) um I'm super slow you know or I don't even I don't even have the 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 physique of a, a runner um so it's all of those kind of thoughts and I was just sort of like that's why I don't really want to do it um fast forward I tried it out and I was sort of like this is so, this is so hard um and I'd run super late at night because you know I was embarrassed that people would see me like not be able to keep up or anything like that so it was a real a real struggle a real journey um and at the time I was also coaching sports to young children so that kind of kept me motivated because sort of like, okay, I constantly talk to children and young people about being motivated and trying your best. So I was sort of like, oh, I kind of need to, you know, use that as well. Um, so I kept on going and, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just try my absolute best and see where this takes me. Um, so I have a specific, where I was living, there's a long road that takes you all the way into central London. Um, and it was three miles all the way to the end point and then three miles home. So every couple of weeks I would like 
okay, I'm going to run a mile today. And then it's like, I'm going to do a mile and a half. But every stop point was like something specific in the area. So I was like, I'm going to run to this point and then come back until one day I decided I'm just going to go as long as I can. And I ran all the way to the three mile mark, just like just the beginning of central London. And then I ran all the way home and I managed to do it without stopping. And obviously like, if you're a beginner, um, everyone's goal is always to like be able to run without stopping. Um, and for me, I was just like, oh my God, I did 10K and I didn't stop. And I felt amazing. I mean, I felt exhausted, but I, was like, I felt amazing. I felt really proud. And I was sort of like, okay, this running thing is not too bad. Um, it's okay. Um, so I just, I just kept at it. And, you know, I used to see Nike Run Club at the time. They had a run club going. And I just remember like the bright yellow tops, the pacer tops. And I was sort of like, oh, you know, one day, maybe I can run in a group. Um, and, you know, fast forward, I joined Nike Run Club as a runner. And I was the slowest, I was always at the back. It was the hardest thing ever. Cause you know, it was like 10K every week. And I was sort of like, oh my God. Um, but I kind of just stuck with it because you know, you're surrounded by like-minded people and the people are nice and encouraging. So I was like, you know what? It's not too bad. I will just keep going. And I kind of forgot about boxing at the time as well, which is like, oopsie. But you know, I started to actually enjoy running. Um, and that was quite special because I'm not, I didn't do any run clubs as a kid or anything like that. I was not part of like sports clubs or anything like that. So, you know, it was like, oh, wow, I feel really, I feel a part of something. Um, and I found, I found other groups to run with. And then, you know, I started to incorporate running into my work. So when I was coaching, I was sort of like, oh, let's try running. Let's try like relay races or things like that. And it was so, I just wanted to be so in the world of running, um, but I didn't know how. And I was just like, I'm just gonna keep running because it's fun um, and bore my friends out of it. Cause I was sort of like, gosh, all she does is talk about running. Um, and then I signed up for my first race, which is a 5K um, in East London and absolutely just went for it. I, I just raced this thing. And I think my time was like, just under 22 minutes, couldn't believe it. Cause you know, I was like, that's, that's quite fast. Um, and then I was like, okay, I, I'm gonna sign up for a 10K. You know, I just did that whole thing. I was like, sign up for a 10K. And it was the Nike women's 10K in 2015. And that was the hardest 10K I've ever done, but it was great. Cause it was like loads of women coming out to, you know, smash their goals. And it was just such an amazing thing to be a part of. And then of course I was like, I'm gonna do a half marathon, then I'm gonna do a marathon. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and then I just started being immersed in the, in the, the culture and the community and, and was part of many, many running communities. And with that, all the doors opened, you know? So that's my journey into, into running. Sweet. It's really inspiring. Uh, quite different from mine. I started running as a kid track and field you know cross country and everything but uh it really sounds from your word how important the community and the cultural aspect of running is which is uh which is amazing it's something that i actually have a bit lost in the past few years part of it of course is due to the pandemic which uh probably set us apart a little bit uh, but yeah, it's important to to remember that 
running, it doesn't have to be an individual sport. Uh, it's a lot about who you run with, who you share the experiences with. And thank you for the, the reminder. <laughs> um, how did you start getting involved with Nike? Like you mentioned that you were joining a Nike run club when you like in your early days in running and then how you how did you start working as a Nike running coach so I was part of um a running community called Rundem Crew and we'd done like multiple things um with sports brands and then I also started a another running collective called Last Pick Athletics Club um with these two amazing guys Cohen and Taylor and our whole thing was, you know, just make, like taking away the stigma around running and fitness as a young person, but as also just like someone in society. And we were working with Nike at the time. Um, and it was sort of like the projects we were doing, I'd always, it's always about running, it's always about fitness, it's always about feeling like movement is for everybody. Um, and that's when the relationships you know started to kind of like build um it's sort of like yeah when you're doing the work that you're doing and you have your certain morals or views and passions I feel like the right people will align and because it, it, it kind of comes to you um yeah. there's, there's, no, there's no like an, there's no application process or anything like that it's sort of like you just build those relationships and the relationships was built over a number of years so it kind of was a sort of like you blink and now your Nike run coach was incredible because I I paced at events I paced at some races I've helped out at some running events like assisting coaches and things like that so you know there was there was definitely like a whole like get experience phase and then it was sort of like okay I, you're now you know a running coach so there was a trip to St Moritz which was my favorite Nike moment to this day and there was like 70 odd of us like different running communities in the Nike community and we were all just like out there for a couple of days trail running mountain running yoga lots of talks with like you know athletics coaches nutritionists things like that and then it was sort of like yeah this is this is absolutely for me um you know encouraging people to move and push yourself as well because we are in the mountains and you know none of us I don't know about anyone else, but I wasn't altitude training or anything like that. I'd never been in altitude. So it was sort of like, <laughs> this is new. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is, this is absolutely for me. This is, this is the community. This is what I want to be doing. Um, and yeah, that's, that's sort of how the, the, the role took on. And that was, I think like three, four years ago. Cool. Really cool. Yeah. And, uh, I like how you sort of like build over the years your not like not your relationship with running because running I feel like running is something that defines who you are right now and but you've built your style your own style and you've always been true to your values surrounding yourself with you know the right people and as you said like it's those chances, those experiences that have come to you because you were doing things in a certain way that, uh, yeah, I think is important to, to highlight that. 
Yeah, totally. I think, you know, uh, with running, because running can be intimidating and it can look intimidating yeah. as well. So for me, it's sort of like, well, I didn't start off, you know, as a super quick athlete or anything like that. So I need to, I want to be able to make sure that my message is like, you know, this can, like running can actually be whatever you make it. And that's what we, I, I feel like we need to kind of let sink in a little bit more if you want to become a super fast athlete that's amazing then you can do that if you want to do it just to become a part of your lifestyle amazing if you want to do it to show your outfits off incredible but we're all we're all running we're all moving so that's a message i always try to like yeah. try and get across you know find your purpose and uh yeah <laughs> show it to the other people show it to yourself yeah. that's why I, i thought you were like perfect for the campaign that we did with nike two years ago, trails to the people, because that's totally your style. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That was, yeah, that was super, that was also another really big moment, super yeah. amazing, because everybody had different backgrounds and different experiences yeah. to running, to trail running. And for me, it was sort of like, I'd trail run in the past and things like that, but I didn't immerse myself in the culture massively just because it didn't feel like it was something for me until mm -hmm. I decided actually I do like trail running and, you know, started ultra black, which we'll probably talk about. And I was like, actually trail running is so amazing. It's all I want to do. Um, I'd obviously do a mixture of both because trail running, road, mountain, whatever, just because that's just how I operate. But I was like, yeah, this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful type of running and, They should everyone should have access to it totally totally uh yeah of course like looking at you know social media or also the values that many brands communicate i think trail running looks a little bit intimidating for people coming to the sport because it seems like you have to do a certain mileage you have to be a certain way have some certain products or do cert certain races in order to be, you know, a trail runner. But we're actually trying to show people also here in Vert through our community that trail running is for anyone. It can be for people living in a city. It can be for people who have access to the trail even once a week. You can call yourself a trail runner even if you don't run on the trails all the times, which it's something that I actually don't do because part of my training is still on the roads. Part of it, of course, is my choice, but also it's uh, a necessity in some ways. And I think uh, it's this way for, for a lot of people. I would like to ask you um, a little bit like about your experience, uh, how important it is to be consistent and gradual when you start running. Like, You mentioned that you were starting with just a few miles at a time and your first race was not like an ultra marathon, but a 5k, which is, you know, pretty doable, uh, pretty, not, not always easy, but achievable to, to many people. How important is that? And, uh, if you have any tips or any piece of advice for someone who's getting started either on the trails or on the road. Yeah, totally. I think this is such a good topic and also a tricky one because, you know, I work with so many runners, we work with so many runners and it's always like, oh, I want to do this. And it's like, that's too much. Or, you know, you want to do a marathon in a short amount of time and things like that. And it's sort of like you have to kind of 
trust the process and we hear that a lot we hear trust the process so much but it really is about you know you essentially want to be running for the rest of your life so what is the rush um races happen every year so they're not going anywhere um but in terms of like mileage and training and and what you are capable of you know it's so it's so important that you have to listen to your body and make sure you're doing what you can to be the best you and not what anybody else is doing because I know for a fact that in the past I've tried to train for something and I've probably overtrained I've overdone it I've spiked my mileage too early and now I'm injured and now I can't run for two three weeks um so it's a whole thing and then you start feel like oh I'm becoming a worse runner because I haven't been running and my fitness is going um and you know we all we all live our lives we're all busy so these things all come into play and we just need to take that into into consideration when we we do these things or set ourselves goals um yeah and if you actually take your time and do things like bit by bit you know every day give it like one percent or whatever as as a another coach says um you know marginal marginal gains for the bigger picture you know for the massive massive game which is run loads and loads of races a year uh that took me years to sort of like drill into my brain because mm. i think that was a year I was like, oh my God, I can actually run long distance. I think it was after my first marathon. I was like, I can run long distance. Oh my goodness. And I did three other marathons in that year. And I just sort of like, you know, that was not necessary. I mean, it was fun because I got to travel the world. Um, and I was like, and I, I just found out about the marathon majors. I was like, I want to do them all <laughs> until I realized you have to actually qualify to do Boston. So I was like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to chill out a little bit. Um, so that took me ages to, to sort of get into my brain. But then it was sort of like, no, I want to do this. I want to make this like, this is now part of my life. I want to do this forever. So I have to, you know, respect and trust the process and just take it as a time. One year, you're going to be smashing your races. You're going to be super quick. Your mileage is going to be perfect. You're going to be in such good shape. And in others, it's not going to be the case. Um, the journey is not linear, you know, so just got to respect that. That's beautifully said. Uh, I think it's all about building a good relationship with running that is sustainable over a long period of time. And yeah, just find our our way, what works for us and stick to it. Uh, because after all, we do it because we love it, because we enjoy running. So we don't have to be like other people. We have to find our balance and uh as i said like yeah building a, a good relationship with running that's super super useful i think um what do you think trail runner needs in order to be more inclusive um that's a good question and i think i've been asked that quite a few times and i never really know the answer because at first we just we need visibility we need to see everybody from all walks of life in trail running but with that you can't do it unless you do it because if you don't do it people won't see it um so I like the idea of like much more storytelling around like trails because it's such a unique way of running um which I came to discover as I started to do it way more and you know doing trail races and things like that it's such a unique way and everyone there's 
doing it is for a different reason. Um, so highlighting a lot of that, like a lot more of that. Um, in terms of like getting more people to do the races and things like that, it's kind of making it less intimidating. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it doesn't it doesn't have to be ultra running it, it, from exactly. the first experience. <laughs> when I sign when I sign up for a race, the shortest yeah. distance doesn't have to be 50k. Yeah. <laughs> it can definitely be less than that, you know. Um, so I think more like you know, fun sort of events, but also even short competitive races and not I'm not talking about cross country because that's quite intimidating um because when I talk to people about trail running they immediately think of their experience in school at cross country I'm like no 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 it's definitely not going to be that <laughs> chilled vibes um so just more of those like smaller scale accessible that you know loads of people can come to you know you can have people all ages all genders all walks of life um And that way, run, uh, trail running becomes way more diverse. And that way, it'll attract way more people into the sport. Yeah, which I think in some way, a lot of people, a lot of uh, race organizers, organization, running crews, groups are doing, but we totally need more of that, um, which is really important for the growth of our sport, I think. And uh, I'm also thinking that I yeah for sure trail running and ultra running is mostly a white dominant sport and uh, there are still not as many people of color uh, into the sport as I would like to see of course there are some some great athletes as well but uh, maybe compared to other events uh, compared to the marathon compared to track and field um There is, there is still something that needs to happen in our community in order to be more inclusive from this perspective. So uh, talking about this very important topic, um, we know that you have founded Ultra Back Learning. What is this project and what was the idea behind it? Yeah, so Ultra Black Running was sort of like a pandemic baby, you know. Um, I found trail running, well, I became more consistent in trail running during lockdown because it was the only kind of access I had um, due to where I was staying and stuff like that. And it was just sort of like freeing. Um, and then obviously, you know, we had coronavirus, pandemic, we had Black Lives Matter, we had, you know, the death of George Floyd, we had the death of Armored Arbery, you know, trauma and violence against black people was just at the forefront of my mind every single day so every yeah. day I'm running is all I can think about you know if we think about Ahmed Arbery he sadly you know lost his life whilst running um yeah. and for me it really struck a chord even though you know we're in the UK our like gun laws and things like that are completely different to the states it could be so it still can that could still be everybody running And and I was just like, I can only run to fill something or to like collate my thoughts. And I decided, you know what? I want to share this experience with other people that look like me because you don't really see, you don't really see people who look like me in the trails. And I became so anxious at times to run more than 30 minutes because I was just 
like, oh, I just feel on edge. Um, and I was staying at the countryside. So, you know, it's a predominantly white area and people often stop me and ask me what I'm doing. So all of those feelings were just like, you know, molded into one. And I was just sort of like, oh, this is a lot until one day I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go out. We're just going to no set time, no set distance. Uh, I'm going to new playlist. So I love like house music. I love like techno music. So I was going to go and listen to music and have a good time. You know, it was summer. So I was like, well, have a good time. And I think I ran, it was like an hour and a half. So it was longest I'd done in a long time. And I was like, this is incredible. And I actually cried in the middle of this, this forest. Um, Cause it was just like a mixture of upset, grief, joy, excitement, hope, optimism. So I was just like, wow, this is, this is incredible. And it's only because I went for a trail run. So I was like, I need to share this feeling with other people. So I text some friends and I was like, Oh, I feel so amazing. I've been really stressed out. I went for a trail run. It was amazing. I want to take you all out on a trail run. And they were like, no. <laughs> I was just like, okay, um, damn. But, you know, eventually we managed to get a small group together to come out on trail run. So I came into London and we went to Epping Forest. And that was the birth of Ultra Black. So we kind of went out on the trail run, took some pictures, put it on Instagram and you know that's that was the birth of ultra black because other black women started to reach out and say hey like I've seen you've got this cool thing can we come along I was like absolutely and like how do we sign up I was like you don't you just dm me um so loads of more people started to come loads of people started to reach out and it's people that had not run before or have taken years off or just wanted to come and be in the trails just come and just come around and be other black women um and that was it it just kept on growing it kept on growing and we just it just that was it it was ultra black running and yeah it's basically to empower encourage and give the tools that black women and non-binary people need to explore the, the nature and the outdoors um yeah beautiful that's a beautiful story about running i love it congrats thank you thank you thank you uh so is the, is the project still active? Do you still, you know, join join the crew and organize runs together? Yeah, so still active, still going. Um, we did take some time off running during the winter, winter months. Um, it was just like life, you know, life just happens. Um, we are starting again. We started again, but we're having another one this weekend. And, you know, the goal is to just like, it's whatever it's whatever because I had my plans and my goals for Ultra Black but I decided that it's going to be down to the members what they want from this um because obviously for me I'm all about access and giving people tools but I'm also like you can do whatever you want you could you could you definitely have the the capability of running ultra marathon I know this is your second run <laughs> but you know you definitely got an ultra marathon in you no matter how long, we'll probably get there. And and that's because that's that's how I operate because I once thought that I couldn't even run two miles, you know. And now I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna start building my mileage for this, that, whatever. Um, so it's also to, you know, tell someone that you can absolutely do it. It sounds crazy now, but I'm a crazy person. So we'll get you there. Um let's all just go on a journey so yeah and also just diversifying the trails a bit more you know and I think 
last year we partnered with a trail race trail running organization called maverick and we created a, a trail race to invite everybody to this event and the distances was 6k 11k or 23 so it's like you choose one of those and you come along and you run in the trails and it was such a successful event because we took black women on a journey to their first ever trail event but we also invited the entire running community to also be a part of it to understand why ultra black is a thing to understand understand why we need to all come together to to make this a diverse thing um and it was just so incredible there was like everybody there and there's even dogs it was incredible um that's so that's that's a massive part of what I want to be doing in the future and that's the future of trail running I, I believe so yeah that's so cool again we need we totally need more people like you in the trail running community and just in <laughs> running in general you're so good for the sport I'm so excited oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, of course, I, I knew a little bit about these stories, but, you know, hearing it from, from you is, uh, is just amazing. That's super nice. So, so are you going to have uh, this race with Maverick again this year? Yeah, so we are in a conversation phase about year two, um, but it's also like, you know, it doesn't stop there you know it's sort of like what else can we be doing and who else can we be partnering with to spread the message far and wide and there is another collective that i managed to co-found and, and connect with during lockdown and they're, they're called black trail runners and they okay. also have, they have uh, an event in september um so you know it's for the whole community to come out and try out some trails and they have like one mile 5k 10k so it's again very accessible just come out and enjoy the trails like it's not about you know times or anything like that those those are all great things but this is not the space for that right now um so that's what i'll be going to in september i'll be rolling in numbers going to support um yeah just you know spreading the message cool because I, i would like to put that in the in the show notes and spread the word to to kind of help the project yeah. if possible. So yeah, I will ask you for some information later. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Um, what are some, for like, this is a question probably mostly for people who live in London. What are some good places to do trail running in London? So uh, we have in East London, we have the famous Epping Forest. Um, it's huge. I don't even know how the, dis the, the perimeters, but it's huge. And you can go and run for hours in Epping Forest and you can access it from multiple areas. Um, in sort of like West, Southwest London, we have Richmond Park, which again is very famous. A lot of like cyclists um, and a lot of runners. And you, you, you might even see some deers if you go. Uh, another incredible trail and you can go again for hours and then we have uh, Sydenham Woods in South London and again super beautiful different part of London North haven't quite got there yet working my way around around London but those are some incredible incredible trails um, and also my favorite trail of all time which is Himes Park which is like 
just before Epping Forest. Like if you run further off, it joins to Epping Forest and then off you go. Um, and yeah, and, and I used to think trails are all the same, but they're all literally so different and beautiful. So those are some of my recommendations. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, there is there is ways to find adventures even in a in a big city like London. So yeah, <laughs> got some inspiration from Dora. Uh, a few short questions that I would like to ask you. Um, just just like a short little shots. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite race ever? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Chicago Marathon. Okay. Favorite distance? Oh, my goodness. I think the half marathon. On the road or on the trails? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) For half marathon, I'm going to say the road. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy to train for a half marathon, I guess. It's not as demanding as the marathon, but still very rewarding, I think. Favorite post race meal? Oh, definitely burger and fries with mayonnaise. Otherwise, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite book about running? Um, goodness, I think running with the Kenyans. Okay, because that applies a bit to like distance running. Yeah, I think I've read it. It's mm. by Finn Adaran Finn, right? forgot the author but i think yeah it's quite a popular popular running book good one uh favorite movie or short clip about running mm, my goodness if you have wow. any recommendation um no but you know what i really i watched a documentary about barkley marathon mm-hmm. that, is there. that is very up there it's on yeah. netflix amazon whatever um yeah the crazy definitely recommend watching it yeah, I think there is one on, I think it's Amazon, uh, yes. Amazon yeah, Prime. And then there is another one that is free on YouTube. Uh, that is also oh, okay. a, a great yeah. one. Yeah, I watched one on, on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite running crew in London? Oh, wow. Oh, this is where I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Do you know what? For the sake. You can mention a few. Yeah, so first of all, it's my run club, the Nike Run Club, Um, just because it grew and, like, whenever I leave, I feel so emotional. As in, when I go on the way home, I always feel emotional. So my run club. um, Oh, my gosh, favorite running crews. I'm going to just say my run club to be... Is random crew still active? Yes, they're very active, very reactive running crews. I follow them on Instagram, and they look like a great community mate fantastic community loads and loads of people um loads of incredible stories check them out if you can yeah um yeah that's where it all started so you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep uh a podcast recommendation a podcast recommendation goodness me um if you have if you ever listen to podcasts of course not really what's mm-hmm. the last podcast i listened to 
No, I don't actually listen to many. You will get into our podcast running long, of course. <laughs> of course, this podcast, That's, guys. It's a moment so of my life that I'm really into podcasts. So I listen to a lot of good ones. Some of my favorites, uh, of course, our listeners know. Uh, yeah, mostly about trail running. Yeah. I listen to free trail podcasts, the single track podcast, the morning shakeout podcast, uh, the retrial podcast, Billy Young podcast, all good ones. Yeah. Well, you know what? So this is actually the first trail podcast I've listened to. I listened to mm -hmm. one episode and another one called the Trail Society. Oh, yeah. And that was That's real, another great one. Yeah. The second trial podcast I've ever listened to because I've not I don't really listen to running podcasts because um I'm always running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much running. But they're also very inspired. But because obviously the trail one is the first one I listened to, I was like, okay, this is very inspiring. Um, but I should do more of that. And I will listen to this one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Nike Pegasus Trail or Air Zoom Wild Horse? Um my gosh uh pegasus trail has to be yeah uphill or downhill do you know what uphill all right why i think oh especially on trails um i can just chop away at it and it's like you can walk it you can run it take like bite away at it you know small chunks downhill i'm kind of not in control and <laughs> i'm not i'm not at the part where i can just fly down the hill downhill just yet so uphill <laughs> and the views will cute at the top <laughs> yeah tempo or fartlek fartlek great pizza or spaghetti oh wow pizza yeah <laughs> great so this is uh the end of my little questions i was super inspired by our conversation today and i hope our listeners were as well uh i totally suggest you go follow dora on instagram she is doing a lot of great things for our community whether on the trail or off the trails so please go give her a follow on instagram follow her projects, ultra back running. And also, as we talked about the speed project, and I don't know if there is anything else that you want to mention or talk about. Uh, no, I'm just really thankful to be on this podcast, you know, um, it was a huge work. pleasure for us. Amazing work you're doing and you're massively inspiring and, you know, Hopefully, I will come out into Italy and try out some trails there, some mountains. Oh, yeah. We have so many options from the sea to the Alps. So such a great place. And I'll be super glad to show you around. And hopefully, we'll get to do some cool projects with Nike soon. Yeah, yeah hopefully. So that's definitely... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it into the universe and manifest it, you know? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Bye guys, and until next time, of course, keep rocking the trails.